This is Marketplace from APM. I'm Kai Rizdahl. This summer, August specifically, will make it 20 years since welfare reform, when Bill Clinton and a Republican Congress overhauled what had been a cash assistance program for poor families and put in its place a new system known as Temporary Assistance for Needy Families. The biggest change was that under TANF, as the shorthand became, states would control their own welfare spending. Chrissy Clark from our Wealth and Poverty Desk has been on a road trip of sorts for our newest podcast, The Uncertain Hour, following the money to see just how states are using the $16.5 billion they get every year in federal block grants. Today's stop is Indiana. I've just pulled into the parking lot of a CVS pharmacy to look at a billboard, bright pink background, with the close-up of a concerned-seeming woman looking into the distance. It says, pregnant, we can help. Then it gives their phone number, and at the bottom it just says, Women's Care Center, free ultrasounds, free pregnancy tests. The person showing me this billboard is Brandy David, 26 years old, works as a property researcher at a title company. One day, two years ago, she called that phone number when she found herself pregnant and needing help. My first thought was, oh my God, damn it, no. Just all of those things, just all at once. I'd been using protection, and I was just like, why? 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 Brandy was in her first year of graduate school, barely making ends meet already. And she says she immediately knew she was in no position to have a baby. I couldn't afford it. I was not dating the gentleman in question. I'm already in the hole from student debt while I'm in school. Brandy says she knew she wanted an abortion. And she thought she knew where she could get one. Women's Care Center, that place with the billboard she kept driving by. Brandy set up an appointment, came in as soon as she could. And it's set up in this beautiful old house, very homey. I walked in and saw how pink and fluffy everything in that room was. At the appointment, she made it clear why she was there. The lady was very friendly, supportive, but when I said that I wanted an abortion, she kind of shied away from that. Um, she would just kind of keep telling us, like, well, we can get to that. Adoption's an option. There are other things that we can talk about, and, you know, we'll get to that sooner or later. But her counselor never did get to that. In fact, Brandy didn't know it at the time, but there was no way she would receive an abortion at Women's Care Center or even get a referral for an abortion. Because it turns out Women's Care Center is what some call a crisis pregnancy center, a pregnancy resource center with a specific mission that includes steering women away from having an abortion. It also turns out the place Brandy went to and its anti-abortion efforts have been partly funded since late 2014 by a small percentage of federal welfare dollars through the program Temporary Assistance for Needy Families. Now, before we go any further, let me acknowledge that abortion is one of those intense emotional issues that probably every one of you listening right now has strong feelings about. Right now, in this story, we're going to look at a very specific question, the role of spending some federal welfare money on these alternative to abortion centers. Centers like this one. So this is just our waiting room. Jenny Hunsberger is vice president of Women's Care Center. Earlier this spring, she showed me around one of the offices they have in South Bend. Brandy was right. It is very pink, very homey. We just want people to feel welcomed and cared for and comfortable and safe. Jenny tells me this network of women's care centers has been around for more than 30 years. The typical client is poor. 
Almost all qualify for federal programs like Medicaid. Nearly 80% are single moms. 25% don't have a high school diploma. 40% are fully unemployed. So our clients have hard lives. I asked her if a woman like Brandy, the grad student, feels like she just can't afford to have a child and says she wants an abortion, would you refer them to an abortion clinic? What I would say is we would be here if if any woman said said that whatever whatever a woman says we would say to her we are here for you before your decision during your decision and after your decision regardless of what your decision is but am i correct that you would not refer them what i would say is that that what we say to women is is we are here for you before, during, and after. And, and the decision is yours. But I, I just want to make sure I'm clear. But, but would you ever refer them to a clinic? No. Correct? Well, or am I wrong? <laughs> I don't know. Wrong no, what I would say is we would, we would be here for you. And what I would say to a woman is... I would be here for you before, during, and after the decision is yours. So you're not going to give me the information, but you will tell me that you will be here for me. We will be here for you. We will be here for you always. We are, we are here to serve you. And though Jenny wouldn't say it explicitly, it's written into the contract with the state of Indiana that in order to receive TANF money, federal welfare money, centers like hers are forbidden from referring people to abortion clinics. Those are the conditions of their government funding. In case you were wondering, current law prevents federal money of any kind from funding abortions, except in cases of rape or incest or when the pregnancy will endanger the woman's life. But here in Indiana, the state spends federal money on efforts to steer women away from abortions. Specifically, over the last year, it's allocated three and a half million federal welfare dollars to organizations like Women's Care Center. There's a common critique of single mothers on welfare that goes like this. If you're too poor to support a child, you shouldn't be having one in the first place. And so I asked Jenny why welfare dollars should be used to help and encourage poor, often single mothers, to have children. She said her program is more than that. It really helps build families that are more self-sufficient, families that have more opportunity. So in that way, it's very appropriate. The center also actively connects women to charities and government services. Make sure that she has all of the resources she needs to navigate the Medicaid system, that she signed up for WIC, which is the Federal Nutrition Program for Pregnant Women and Children. And food stamps, and of course, cash welfare. Indiana isn't the only state that puts federal welfare dollars towards alternative to abortion centers like Jenny's. So do Texas, Missouri, North Dakota, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. That's where the whole idea got its start with a nonprofit organization called Real Alternatives. We reached out repeatedly to Real Alternatives for an interview, but they declined. Jerry Bermelin was a Republican state legislator in Pennsylvania when the idea for Real Alternatives was born. We, in the pro-life movement, saw that there was TANF funds available 
And that was one of the reasons why we created the organization is because we knew that it could access the TANF funding. That is temporary assistance for needy families funding. As Jerry said this, It could access the TANF funding. I wondered how states justified putting welfare money into alternative to abortion programs. On the one hand, these programs do provide assistance to poor pregnant women and their soon-to-be families. On the other hand, these programs often encourage poor single women to have kids when one of the explicit goals of federal welfare reform was to promote the formation of two-parent families. I asked Jerry Bermelin about all this. Yeah, and I don't think the answer is ever to kill the children just so they don't have to be on welfare. I, I don't agree with that philosophy. I think life is very precious and ought to be protected, and Real Alternatives helps to do that. And I do not accept the argument that uh, we should just have them have their abortion so they're not on welfare. I, I feel that's very dehumanizing. Jerry's also a fiscal conservative. He believes in limited government spending, shrinking government programs. So, yes, he thinks that it makes sense for welfare dollars to go to alternative to abortion centers. But he cautions. It's not the taxpayer's responsibility to raise everybody's children for them, and I'm not suggesting that. What I'm suggesting is if you go through a crisis pregnancy and you really need help for a short period of time, usually it's only a few months, then I think we should be in the business of helping these people through those crisis pregnancies and and getting them back on their feet. And in doing that, the Umbrella Group Real Alternatives says they save taxpayers millions of dollars by connecting women with things like prenatal care and immunizations. When I told Brandy David, who went to the Women's Care Center thinking she could get information about an abortion there, that it was funded partly by welfare dollars, she was surprised. That's just not okay, dude. Like, find something else. Like, there are a million other things that it could go to. It could go to supporting the children that are a result of this. As for Brandy's particular situation, she did eventually realize that Women's Care Center was not going to help her with an abortion. She called a Planned Parenthood in another state to help her find a clinic that would. I'm Chrissy Clark for Marketplace.